On this episode of Documento, I'm speaking with Shadid Elazer, and we're going to be touching upon quite a few topics in entrepreneurship. Shadid, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, it's an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so I guess what we would do to start off here is get your take on entrepreneurship, broadly speaking. How do you see it now? How do you see it evolving? Well, family is the first business, so I always look at things from my particular lens, which is being born into a family that always took their skills and tried to make a living for it. Nowadays, with the internet, you have an easier path to take the ideas that are in your brain and actually bring them, materialize them into the uh, real world. Now, you have a, a kind of a, a split with uh, many people when it comes to the entrepreneurship that you see on, let's say, YouTube and Gary Vee videos and the, the dream versus practical entrepreneurship. I believe that everyone in themselves is self-employed in that you can monetize your brain, your skills, and start with self-employment and start to build multiple ventures from that. And ultimately, you can take the reins of your own career, of your own life, and pursue a path of entrepreneurship from there. So it's interesting when you mentioned um entrepreneurship how it's seen today gary v definitely has a unique effect on a lot of millennials let's say in in the field of entrepreneurship he does talk a lot about hustle and patience and all that and there's some truth uh i want to see like how accurate is what all these brands and all these um influencers say when it comes to really getting down and getting to work what is your take on that my take on it work-life balance is a myth and when you surround yourself with high performance entrepreneurs, go-getters of all types, that imbalance that's necessary through obsession to reach the goals that you desire, that's a must in order to get there. I think that what many people try to, let's say, uh, make a, a dream of is the whole idea that uh, if you, you just work hard, you'll get there. It takes a little bit more. It takes a plan. It takes obsession. And it just takes the, the stubbornness to just keep running into the wall over and over again. Of course, you don't want to hit the same spot, but you also want to uh, watch and adjust as you go. But the, the, the things that you see online, it's important to note that there just condensing years of experience, years of heartache, years of failure into bite-sized lessons. Each person has to take their own path, choose their own role models, hopefully those that are within their own sphere of influence that they can reach out and touch and use those gurus online more or less as a litmus test or, okay, they tried this, let me use this video as inspiration and not let it be their uh, religion, so to speak, in terms of what they believe in, and also it, it forms more or less a, a right or wrong in terms of how they act. You see all these social media channels emerging, and they're actually having an adverse effect on people's psychology. They create unrealistic expectations. So people that want to go out and create a business, and then they realize that their idea might not be as good as they thought, they lose any type of motivation and they don't keep trying and they don't realize that that's really how they got to that level of quote unquote success. 
like you said, it takes some awareness and understanding that there is a lot of work that take, that's involved in this process, but a lot of uh, introspection as well. Absolutely. And when you look at introspection, you have to, to find out who are you really. And when you, you strip away your, your Instagram public profile or who you portray yourself to be on Twitter, because it's really easy to get locked into a, a certain perspective or a certain topic. And that starts to become who you are because you respond and you react to people based on what you're putting out to the world. And so that's why meditation is important. That's why simply grounding or making sure that your, your feet touch the earth every day, long walks, and just disconnecting from that virtual reality, which nowadays is like a nightmare on Elm Street where you can't tell if you're awake or you're dreaming. And once you get connected to who you really are and you surround yourself with people who understand your, your highs and lows as a, a go-getter or entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur, then you can begin to uh, build from there. So just as a tangent, because you mentioned meditation, has your experience in martial arts helped you as an entrepreneur in terms of the psychological components? Herman, if I did not go to martial arts, I'd be a maniac. <laughs> it's, it's such an important part of my this personal stress management. And let me say this. When I am facing a huge challenge, it could be something that I have to troubleshoot. It can be something that just needs to be ironed out in terms of a direct path. The best thing I can do is step completely away from the, the scenario and go do very hard training or very hard sparring. And because martial arts or the martial arts that I train are by default pretty dangerous in that if you are multitasking or thinking of something else, you can really injure yourself or your training partner can injure you as well. You have to, it forces you to fully focus in that moment. And so when you take your focus away from your challenge and you dive deep into some sort of physical activity that also has a, a human chest component because each opponent is different, has their own body types, challenges, and skill set. When I step back into entrepreneur land, the, the problems magically, uh, let's say the answers appear or the path is, is clear as well. So it's, it's absolutely a great stress reliever. It absolutely provides me with uh, a parallel in terms of if I'm going somewhere where, number one, I'm not the, the toughest person, I'm not the most skilled person, even though I have some level of proficiency, it, it humbles you to a degree and it makes you focus on finding the solution a different way instead of trying to bull rush your way through it. And so when you take that analogy into entrepreneurship, you're not always going to have the capital that you need to, uh, let's say, uh, finance the uh, solution or your employees may not, let's say, um, act the way that you want them to or the way the employee manual says they should act. So you always have to find a different way. So martial arts for me is the cheat code to uh, greater performance, to stress management, and just being an overall better businessman. 
all the points that you mentioned, it, it seems like everybody needs a healthy form of meditation, a way to channel their energy. And, and just thinking about martial arts on that point, as you're doing the moves, the physical moves with your sparring partner, something doesn't work, so you have to adjust immediately and constantly read the body language, digest that feedback, and then pivot. And it's interesting, the analogy going into business, because... <laughs> what you're doing is not working, then you have to pivot. And that's how you eventually get to success, right? So it's a winding path. Mm -hmm. So that's some food for thought for all the listeners out there. Whatever you do in your life, you can bring it into your business life as well. You're building businesses, but also building character. Would you agree? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. When you look at the analogy that you just gave, when you're practicing techniques, when you're in a sparring scenario where your opponent absolutely does not want for the techniques you're trying to work on them, then it just makes you think of a plan A, plan B, plan C. And in some cases, you have to play what I like to call the game within the game where let's say your opponent is less skilled and you can easily bull rush your way through someone who's less skilled. But does that help you improve? Absolutely not. So let's say in that scenario, you give yourself a handicap where you say, I'm not going to bull rush through this opponent. I'm going to go with plan B and work on something that I'm not as strong at and see if it works. And then when you put those variables into the game, it helps your training partner improve because they have additional resistance. Now they can work on their A game and everyone improves in that scenario. So as entrepreneurs, when you're going into an arena or when you're working within a team and you have someone who may be a type A personality and they only can perform under a certain set of circumstances that benefit them, then you can take a step back and say, hmm, how do I extract the most value from my team in order to get the best performance. And of course, when you're sparring a lot, you feel what the opponent is going to give you. And in team settings, in terms of business, it directly translates. Hmm. Well, this is great. And, and I think it's a good lead up to our, let's say three branches on this entrepreneurship discussion. I want to talk to you about public speaking this time. Uh, some of the listeners might know, I just finished a free series on my Twitter talking about every possible method on public speaking go check it out if you haven't already but it's one of our greatest struggles it's something that we do every day uh, a lot of people have large amounts of anxiety to actually perform in front of a stage and in front of a small crowd in front of just one person can we just touch upon the value of learning the skill set and mm. how it can be applied everywhere in your business great 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 topic communication it's important to take a step back, bird's eye view, 100,000 foot overview of what public speaking is as a whole. Communication in, in itself is the highest leverage skill set that you can develop in the growth of yourself as a person and in the success of your business. When you look at the timeline of your life and for the, uh, the viewers and listeners, when you look at the timeline of your life, just think about the moments in your life from, let's say, uh, grade school to high school, young adulthood on, and just think about the moments where 
you needed to affirm yourself in a certain way or you needed to establish a boundary. You needed to give someone their, their flowers or while they're still alive or a compliment or just say this isn't right. And what happens is when you utilize communication, you're able to state your intentions. The quality of your life from the salary that you earn, the quality of your mates. So if you're, you're laying down and you're listening to this, turn over and, and look to your left or right. And the quality of your mate is based on your ability to communicate your standards, your boundaries, so on and so forth. So everything that we experience through our lens of life is based on our communication. So when we talk about business, that business in itself, entrepreneurship is a quality that is expressed through the ownership of a business. So when we look at our qualities and our ability to communicate our qualities, then public speaking becomes a powerful vehicle for us to express that which we hold within. Speaking is something that we've done our lives and we will do for the rest of our lives. As a parallel, we could talk about writing. Mm -hmm. And for business, writing is critical, for your life is critical just as public speaking. Let's tie this into the discussion with public speaking. These two skills alone can make you not just a better individual, but a better business person. But the question is, how do we practice them? Right? How, do we, how do we go out there and actually apply uh, methods? How do we actually cultivate a skill set in writing and even public speaking? Well, every great speech that was ever delivered throughout time was first written. So the ability to articulate one's thoughts through the written word is important. In order for civilizations throughout history to be recorded and for history to remember their name, the written word, whether it was papyrus or it was hieroglyphics on the wall or it was uh, tablets that were uh, buried, the written word has always been important. In fact, even today in the digital era, leaders are characterized by the ability to write and communicate through the written word. That can be published authors, that can be bloggers, that can be uh, movie scripts. So the ability to write is an essential building block as it applies to success in business and how that parallels to success as a public speaker Every great speech starts with writing down the idea first. So all those listeners that are aspiring entrepreneurs, one of the most effective and best ways overall to spend your time is just writing things out, practicing copy, doing live streams like I did, practicing in front of friends and family, just putting yourself out there and getting immediate feedback. These are two things that anybody can do, and it doesn't cost them anything. It just costs them some time, but that time will be worth it in the end. So if we could tie all this together and figure out how somebody goes out in their day, speaking, writing, thinking about entrepreneurship in general, maybe even doing martial arts, it all comes down to time management. You give out a time analysis journal. Could you touch upon that and how you've managed to kind of uh, figure out the process of time management and how it's so critical? to really everyone today. Uh, the 
and I, I've never shared this story, but the Ruthless Time Analysis Journal came from my time in the military. Now, for those of you who have been in the military, and let's say those who have not been, because those who, who have been there will know exactly what I'm referencing. But in boot camp, there was this board, and it's called the Plan of the Day Board. So in boot camp, every minute of your day is planned out, even if it's break time. So it's break maybe 30 minutes. So that was the structure through which our, our day was kept. So the Ruthless Time Analysis Journal works like this. And it's a two-column document of which your time from 12 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. is mapped out in hourly column or hourly rows. Now, column two is your goals. So the idea is if you look at your goals each and every day, and it's a, it's a document that you can write each and every day because there's a direct connection between writing and the uh, subconscious mind. So if you're writing out your goals every day and you're actually logging your time that you're spending in relation to your goal, what you'll notice, and for any high-performance person, it'll make them sick when they realize how much time we actually waste in relation to that which we really want. So it's an incredible analysis tool to realize, okay, I'm not doing enough to get to where I want to be. I'm not efficient enough when it comes to investing the time and the sweat equity that's necessary for me to have what I want in this lifetime. So when you fill out the journal over, a, let's say, a one to two week period, it becomes self-correcting because you review it each night and you keep it by your, your desk or you keep it and sometimes you can use a, uh, let's say, a note taking such as OneNote or Evernote to input it and then write it down in the journal later. And again, when you look at who you want to be and you, okay, this is what you say you want to be. And the, the beauty of writing down your goals daily versus January 1st in that first week of January, writing down your resolutions is that you're in touch with your goals each and every day. So you can't escape. Your, your future becomes your present. And you have to deal with both what you want in relation to what you're actually doing about it. Hmm. So what I've noticed in this interview is actually um, an underlying trend from the entrepreneurship points to public speaking to writing and now the time management. And that is that you, you take action and then you get feedback and then you pivot, and then you kind of realize the fruit of your labor. It's that process that people can replicate in anything in their life if they just sit down and realize how they're using their time. And so this journal is interesting because hour by hour, you can see where you're wasting your time, how you're not getting to your goals, you have that feedback, you can pivot if you need to, and then if you do it right, you can enjoy the fruit of your labor. So it really is interesting how the processes are all the same here. It's just taking different action and just improving your life overall. Life is just anything that would sum up who I am is immediate feedback. It, 
I may be good at some things and, and great at others, but when it comes to climbing the mountain or starting at the base of the mountain and climbing up, I'm always uh, reinvent myself each and every day because in this process of journaling or uh, self-evaluation, I'm always looking at what, what can I do to improve on this? What can I do? What went well? What needs to improve? And what patterns did I notice? Honestly, this has been a lot of fun, Shadid. So thank you so much for coming on to the interview. My pleasure. All right. We'll keep in touch. Absolutely.